Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And we have got something a little bit different for you all We've today. We've got something really exciting. And he's a, he's a really cool fella. We've, um, <coughs> sorry, voice crack. Um, it's Joe Diamond, guys. Some of you may have seen him, heard of him. So he's a, from across the pond. In America. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Please Hi, don't Joe. hold that against me. Please, please don't. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate uh, being asked to be on here. Like I said, uh, when I talked with you last Friday, I'd been listening to some of the episodes. And yeah, I'm excited to, yeah. to get into it today. And listen, Joe has an amazing skill set. So obviously me and Joe have spoken um, before before this. And we've, you know, we've had a, a couple of Zoom meetings here and there. And do you just want to... Because there are too many for me to remember. I can give you some, so but it'd probably be better enough. for yeah, coming from uh, you. I kind of thrive on not being able to be have a label put on me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, long, long story short, uh, some call me a mind reader. Some call me a mentalist or a psychic. Um, I'm not a medium. Uh, I'm a large. And <laughs> I really specialize, uh, pre-pandemic, I specialized in doing... Uh, shows weekly in a haunted mansion just outside of uh, the Chicagoland area in the Midwest of America. And since then, I've taken my shows online. I've been doing mind reading shows for companies, but also been doing ticketed events as well. Can anyone and, buy tickets yeah. to your shows? Yeah, so, um, so currently right now, we are recording this uh, in, uh, in the summer of 2021. Uh, and I'll I'll actually announce it for for you right here. An I am planning guys. on doing my next virtual show is going to be on Halloween Day. Wow! Uh, I am planning on doing a an interactive mind reading and seance show over Zoom on Halloween Day because it's a Sunday. So a lot of people, if people want to stay up late and you know get sloshed and drink they can from the comfort of their home and be safe yeah and yeah. still experience something <laughs> sounds like us, yeah. so uh uh show dates uh show times are not announced yet but it'll all be at a uh, joediamondlive.com uh and that'll be announced uh, uh very soon tickets will go on sale friday the 13th because of course up in August. Yes. so if you're so if you're listening to this it'll be then and of course even if you're listening to this uh way after the fact in the future i do plan on doing virtual shows for a very long time because well what i'll um, do is i will post the uh, link to your website in the episode description Perfect. so guys if, if you are too lazy to type it in yourself you can just click and it will take you through I, yes yes and yeah so and what's funny is because so I've been my wife calls me a local celebrity uh, we, we would walk around town and she would quote the John Mulaney joke being with you is like uh, being with someone running for the mayor of nothing because, like, people have known me in this area for a long time. I drove a, a car blindfolded with the chief of police around my town square. Really? Uh, which is actually the town where they filmed Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. That's oh, what's popular. Oh, wow. So that, put, that gives us some um, information, you know, about where you you're from. It, yeah. Or you can picture it. Yeah, I can, yeah. now you say that. I can yeah, picture exactly. your town. Yeah, exactly. So, and, of course, Bill Murray growing up. I was a huge Ghostbusters fan. Uh, of course, uh, yeah. I also was a world record holder for solving the world's largest corn maze blindfolded. And because, oh. ironically, because of the pandemic, I was able to reach out of my small little corner of the world. And I've had people, uh, I've been able to read minds of people in the UK, uh, South America, even India. It was like eight in the morning <laughs> when they were watching. And uh, yeah, they, they tuned in and watched the, the Zoom show. And that was pretty fun. And I'll, I've done them for companies like LinkedIn and everything else as well. And that's, that's funny because they're used to, I'm being brought in. I, I stick with usually just mindering in those situations. I don't get into more of the, the ghosts and hauntings and all the other weirder stuff I do. The way I see it is if I'm going to someone else's event, I'm a guest in their home, but yeah. if they're coming to see me, they're a guest in my world. And when you're in my world, we can get into you know, UFOs. We can get extra weird. Uh, <laughs> for most people, mind reading is is just on the cusp of weird enough for most people. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's funny, too, because I grew up, uh, because of the Internet, right when YouTube was kicking off, uh, just to give you some context on your side, right when YouTube was kicking off, it was right when uh, Darren Brown's career was kicking off. Yeah. And because I was into all this stuff, I watched him constantly growing up as a teenager. And I got to study with a gentleman by the name of Eugene Berger out of Chicago, 
who was actually one of Darren's mentors when Eugene was alive as really? well. Uh, I've never met Darren. I've never met Darren. He wouldn't know me from Adam, uh, but uh, but he knew Eugene Berger. He was a uh, uh, religion and philosophy professor who gave it all up to be a magician, and he would do stories about ghosts and Hindu gods so Joe, and all this stuff. So, let me ask a question, because I don't know this. Sure. Is sure. mind-reading magic or is it not class as magic? The, the, the way I describe it is it is a genre of the magical performing arts. Right. So ju just for example, uh, a good example for this, I have a friend who does sword swallowing. I do not do sword swallowing. Um, he swallows swords, the swords do not collapse. He has the scars from when he had bad days and had to go to the hospitals, oh, all that. It is, it is magic. But it is not a trick. It is a skill. There is a trick to it in that there's a technique. You're not just yeah. shoving it in. You're relaxing the throat. There's a technique to it There's in, in that regard. But there's not a, necessarily a deceptive element. Same thing with hypnosis. Uh, there are... There are ways to fake hypnosis acts. I don't do a lot. Of, I use some suggestion in my work. I've never done like a full trance hypnosis show. Uh, and mind reading is very much in that same same category as well. The way I describe it is, if you think of magic like music, and you have your pop stars, you have yeah. your your Billy Joel's, your Lady Gaga's. Uh, they're the big illusionists. They're the ones cutting people in half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, flashing lights. They're your David Copperfields, all that. But then, you know, mentalists, also known as, like, bizarre magicians and so forth and mind reading, they'd be more in, like, the singer-songwriter category. They're going to be a little bit more personal. They're more like the... Um, uh, uh, Bob Dylan range where it's like, you know, it's it's you're not going for the spectacle, you're going to make a connection yeah. with that performer. Bob and again, not there's nothing wrong with having a big laser show spectacle and there's nothing wrong with Bob Dylan sitting on a guitar or sitting yeah. on a, a stool with his guitar and maybe he forgot to plug his guitar in. You know? You can like, sit and enjoy they're, they're both different Yeah, they're just different experiences for sure. Uh, and they're different they're different genres of the same art form. Um, so, so, so in that regard, yes, there are techniques like Hellstromism where there isn't a deceptive technique. There's, uh, there is more of a, uh, it's sort of like using people as like a human pendulum with like the uh, idiomotor response and so forth. Uh, and sometimes, yes, there, and even, you know, people like Darren Brown have admitted this. It's like, yeah, there's, there's a trick to some of it too. Uh, one other parallel I like to compare to, uh, I don't know what the situation is. Well, I, actually, I, th I think it, it's a little bit over there. Uh, professional wrestling. Uh, I, I just saw yeah, the movie yeah. uh, Fighting With My Family, and I, I loved it. I grew up watching a little bit of professional wrestling, and there's some professional wrestling fans who are like, it is real. That guy hates that guy. There's blood yeah. capsule. That's not blood capsule. He busted his head, all that stuff. And then there's some people where it's like, Oh, it's fake. He didn't really break his arm. He's got a blood capsule. And then there's the majority of people who are like, okay, I know they're probably following a script of some kind, but I don't think the human arm bends that way. Yeah. And I don't yeah, think yeah. like you can get like a blood capsule come out of the center of someone's forehead. So yeah, maybe some of this is fake. Maybe some of it's real. And I don't know how to put the marker. And that's very much where I like to put it, and I think that's where people, even even performers, again, like like Darren and others, some people like to come out and say it's all real, some people like to come out and say it's all fake, and uh, there's those of us who, who like to live in the gray and, and truly live blend, in the real world. you know, some, some genuine things with some psychological techniques and yeah. everything else and, and so forth. Uh, so uh, with that said, I know we tried something last time we talked, Freddie, uh, uh, Vanessa, you want to try something? Yes, I would love okay, so, to. Okay, so I know you're in the UK, but I, I genuinely don't know this, so pardon my ignorance. How far away are you from London? Uh, about 70 miles. Okay, so you're you're close, you're close ish. Okay? Yeah. Uh, the reason I ask is because my wife actually uh, worked in London for about eight weeks uh, the year before we met. Uh, for a school program and she has photos and souvenirs and I've always wanted to go. I grew up watching Sherlock Holmes, Monty yeah. Python, you know, I've always wanted to visit the UK and our plans were to visit in 2020. Goodness. It didn't happen. <laughs> so, the year the world stopped. Uh, Lindsay actually, 
Yeah, so Lindsay actually gave me this. Uh, it's uh, a version of the uh, A to Z that you guys have. Over okay, there. yeah. All the, uh, the street names in the back and then the maps uh, in the front. Uh, I do use this in my virtual shows because I say since we can't take a physical trip to London, let's take an imaginary trip to London. And I have to explain to U.S. citizens what the, uh, the A to Z is, which is <laughs> So, uh, so Joe's so, holding up a book, and it's uh, the A to Z of yeah. London. That's what he's at, yeah, That's yeah, what exactly. we're seeing right now. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll bring it in uh, a little closer. I've got a little bookmark at the halfway mark, so you can see all the all yeah. the street names. You can see it's not like a gag book that's printed where like it's the same streets over and over. They are genuinely yeah. all different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do this with each of you. Okay. Uh, Vanessa, how how uh, when was the last time you were in London, or have you ever ever been? Uh, well before covid struck so i'd say about two before years COVID. okay so it's been a little while yeah. okay we're gonna because here's the thing i've i've never been both of you have so we're gonna do this uh uh and we're gonna do this actually literally across uh uh the pond so this will be fun uh so there's uh 99 uh map pages freddie and i'll come to you in just a moment vanessa okay freddie i'll leave it up to you do you want we need a riffle until you say stop or do you want to name a number from 1 to 99 and I'll turn to that page? It's up to you. Page 24. Page 24. Okay, I will just flip to that real quick. All right, there it is. Now I'm going to hold it up. Now I'm also going to flip through so you can see if you had said like 23, you'd have a different selection of streets. Yes? Yeah. 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 Okay. Now don't say this out loud, Freddie. I'm going to bring it in nice and close. Don't even point it out on the screen to Vanessa. Uh, can you see the streets all right, Freddie? Yeah, perfect. I just want you to remember one street. Don't say it. I'll move it around a bit. It can be a large highway, a small little side street, uh, a circle away. It doesn't matter. Let me know when you have a street in mind from that page. It's in my head. I've got it. Okay. And again, if you had said uh, 22, that would have been different streets, 21 and so on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have a genuine street in London that you are genuinely thinking of. Vanessa. Yeah. I want you to make up a street. Now I know that actually sounds difficult, but it's actually quite easy. So one way is to take two street names that you know, they don't have to be from London, they could be streets you grew up on, streets that friends live on. Take two of them and like combine them. Okay. Or uh, think of something and make that into a street. Like I'm looking at a, I'm recording this uh, th uh, through Zoom on a blue microphone. So I could think of just blue street or, you know, keyboard street with my key uh, uh, keyboard. You can literally just make up a street, okay? Okay. It doesn't have to be one that's truly from London. Don't tell me, don't give me any clues, but do you have one? I've got one. You've got one. Okay. Yeah. And there's no way either of you could know what either of your streets are, right? No, no. Okay. no. And you're sitting next to each other. Yeah, we're sitting now, next to each other. Now, before we go any further, a lot of people think it's like uh, a lot of this is just guessing and like narrowing things down. So before we even get into this, let's test that theory. Uh, Freddie, just think of uh, the first letter of your street name. Don't say it. Just think of the first letter. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Vanessa, I want you to look at Freddie and yeah. just say one letter that comes into your mind now there's a one in 26 chance you'll be right so the odds aren't in your favor but they're not impossible odds either okay when you get a letter vanessa say the letter out loud what now yeah m m freddie what letter does your street name start with t that's close like all straight lines kind of yeah. Okay, fair enough. I was trying. I was trying to help you, Vanessa. That's. I just wanted to do that to show how difficult this is. Right. Just from, okay. Like, just yeah. To, to guess the, the correct, the, the same thing. Yes, okay, exactly. Right. Now, if you had gotten that right, we would have totally taken credit for it. Of course. Okay? <laughs> but I just wanted to prove that this isn't playing the odds. And I'll show this uh, with with you, Vanessa. Think about your street name. Um, and uh, there's okay. Just to be clear, um. Yours does, you said M, but it just, your does not start with an M, correct? No. You, you just named that out of the list. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's an M in it yet, but I am, I'm going to say there's an E in your street name, Vanessa. Is that correct? Correct. And I'm going to say it's, it is something street. You didn't go with way or lane. You went with something street. Is that correct? No. Interesting. Oh, oh, I, I think I know what happened. Okay, let me do this. I've got two of my business cards. Got two of my business cards here. Uh, I'm gonna write something on on uh, one of them for you. Um, okay, so if it's not a street, then it has. Well, yeah, then it has to be this. 
Okay, I'm going to keep this in frame. I've written something down for all your, your audio listeners. You can verify I've written something down. I'm going to put it behind the other business card so you can't see it, but I can't change my mind, right? Vanessa, you can tell us what was the road or way or whatever it is that you thought of. You can tell us now. Um, do you want the, the the full of it, the full road, or just the last bit that you wanted? Yeah, the full yeah the full the full road. The full road was East Acton Avenue. Okay, East Acton. East, what avenue? East Acton Avenue. Acton. Okay. Acton. All right. I, I kind of got that. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, Freddie, think about yours. Um, oh, this is interesting. There. This is what I thought about the end. There is an M in yours, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a... Yours is not an avenue or street. Yours is a road, correct? Yep. All right, I think I got it. All right, road. All right, I will leave these. I will leave these in frame. Uh... Freddie, before you tell us uh, your road, just real, real quick, uh, Vanessa, how, how it was East Acton. How do you spell that? E A S T, uh, and then A C T O N. It's a place in West oh, London, East Acton. Okay. okay, okay, so East Acton, not okay. So it's a, it's an it's it's O N. Okay, and Freddie, you can tell us for the first time what road are you thinking of? Temple Road. Temple Road. So that's East Acton Road. I got the spelling a little off. And Temple Road. Oh, my <laughs> God. So just well. for the audio listeners, I wrote E period A-C-T-I-N. Yeah, you put East Acton. You put East Acton. Okay, in, okay yeah. what he's done is he's written um, Acton Avenue instead of Acton. Acton. East Acton. Yes, yeah. Yes. And... And the, the other thing, too, when you said it, I thought it was like, I thought it was East something, but it sounded like you said it in all one word, like East Acton. So I yeah. wasn't sure. That's why I was so unsure about that and so worried for a moment. So, yeah, 99% accurate, two roads, uh, two streets, one real, one imaginary uh, over Zoom. So I never thought you'd get abs- my one. Absolutely spot on. Yeah, but I never thought you'd get my and, one. And uh, what I'll do as well, uh, I mean, we, we've got this on video, but what I'll do as well is I'll take a photo of this and send it to you. Perfect. That way we can post it like on our Instagrams uh, uh, when Thank this goes you. up as well, too. So if anyone wants to see my atrocious handwriting, uh, they can, uh, they can <laughs> you take know a photo of look. that. And by the way, so, I just want to say to our listeners, we could see his hands. He wasn't scribbling that quickly. Yeah, no, I kept my hands said in Because they can't see you. Yeah. And we yeah. can. So I just want to say there was no him scribbling it quickly because we can see where his hands are at the you know, Yeah, I kept my hands in frame the whole time. Yeah, yes. He had his hands up the entire and like, time. Well and that's the other th- fun thing too. When I'm doing like these shows, I actually say like, hey, you know, make sure, you know, I, I do this and I'm doing that multiple times throughout the show because I mean that is one of the downsides with uh with Zoom shows. How do you know? Like I'm just in my office yeah. right now. But you don't know. I could have a team of like eight people over there running computers with for all sheets. I don't. I can. I can turn. You'll just see like my messy apartment. Uh, but um, yeah. but that's been part of the part of the challenge with this as well. You uh, have, you have to adapt. Think, like don't you? I said, I, I definitely had to adapt. There's some things that I definitely couldn't do virtually, and uh, and there's a lot of stuff. I tried to do everything to where like. Everything I've done in virtual shows, I have done live and in person. There's really only um, two things that I adjusted to be done so that they could be done only over virtual um, to to a certain extent. Uh, Or or the way I present them, sort of the the artistic side of it, I guess you could say. I could still, like, do the skill, uh, but, like, as far as, like, performing it, that's uh, just like how Darren Brown will do something one way on the street and then differently in his stage shows. It's all it's all about finding the right context. context, Things translate differently as well, don't they, on stage? Yes, Yes, exactly. Uh, Before I forget, too, we do have one other thing we can do with you and the listeners. So while we continue talking about dreams and everything, uh, your listeners will need ten cards. They don't have to be playing cards. They can be Uno cards, tarot cards, baseball cards, and it doesn't have to be a full deck. It can even be ten note cards, as long as you've got a pen handy as well, uh, or business cards. So pause pause it now quickly. Pause it now quickly. Yeah, you can get those. You can get those, and we'll do that. Uh, we'll save that for uh, for at the end, because uh, because uh, I know we've got more uh, more to talk about here. Da, 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 da. Okay, right. We have ours for later. We have ours for later. 
Okay, perfect. And hopefully everybody else does as well. So, Joe, we're really interested to talk to you about dream interpretation. Yes. Now, tell us kind of what you know about that and where your skill set lies within that genre of your skip profession. So, uh, I always interpreted dreams ever since I was a kid. I mean, I went to Christian school. Uh, we learned about Joseph and how he would interpret dreams. And just as a gag, my friends started telling me their dreams at school. And I would try to interpret them. Like, I wasn't right on everything, but I was right enough to kind of creep some of them out because they were like, wow, I didn't tell you about that. Or, wow, I didn't think about that. And it was always just kind of like the side thing I did with friends. And then um, I started doing shows. I, you know, like like many performers, I, I did magic. I did improv. I did theater. Uh, I stayed more in the mind-reading realm. It was very... Very much, like, I, I loved, again, I mentioned this earlier, I grew up watching Ghostbusters and reading murder mysteries and all this stuff, and, like, mind-reading, metal magic, mentalism, whatever you want to call it, psychic entertainment, it's, I just consider it my art form, and it was my, it was the way I could communicate what I wanted to communicate as an artist. The world is amazing, the world is mysterious, uh, it's a little scary, it's a little spooky, and to play with those scary and spooky things is a way of kind of conquering their, your fears of them and reminding yourself you're alive and doing all the things that, you know, great art can do. And so I became uh, fascinated with something called a questions and answers act. Uh, I know I'm going to reference Darren Brown a million times in this, but it's just for sake of ease. Uh, he, in one of his shows... Uh, did it. It's called the Oracle Act in some cultures. It's basically where people write down questions, they seal them in envelopes, they're picked out of a bowl, the, the mentalist or psychic tells who it belongs to, defines the question, and then gives an answer to that question. Uh, going back to the wrestling thing, without breaking kayfabe too much, back in the day, this was a very easy act to fake because you were in a next town the next night. Mm -hmm. You could say kind of anything with yeah. no repercussions. That person couldn't track you down again. They couldn't, you know, all that stuff. Now in the day and age, and um, there's a great movie called Nightmare Alley, uh, and apparently Guillermo del Toro is remaking it. It's supposed to come out later this year. Uh, 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 supposedly. Who knows how movie releases well, are. But, yeah. but the original Tyrone Power is great. They talk a little bit about it and everything. And... I love that. I love that idea of just standing on stage, people thinking thoughts, and you telling them. But at the same time, if they're just thinking about their PIN number, sure, that's impressive, but people care about themselves. They want to know about themselves. And I also grew up watching, even though I didn't really ethically agree with a lot of them, I grew up uh, watching a lot of TV mediums where they would just stand on stage and talk to people yeah. Yeah. and make these connections and everything else. We have and a lot I of kind of thought about... Yeah, yeah, and I thought about, like, the combination of those, and I thought, well, what if instead of, you know, lying and saying I can talk to someone's dead grandmother, which I can't, just honestly say, hey, I'm going to interpret dreams. Tell me your dream, and I'll do my best, best to interpret it, genuinely. And I started using mentalism techniques to figure out the dreams ahead of time uh, so I could divine the dreams and then divine the meaning for them all in one go. And it's also an interpretation. So it is, not to say I haven't had dicey dreams or I, I can, you know, just not worry about ethics. I'm very, I'm very conscious of people's, you know, emotions and thoughts going through it. I've had people cry in shows. Um, I try to, you know, be a decent human being yeah. and take care of people in that moment. But at the same time, it's not going to be something where, you know, it's going to... It's going to bum everybody in the room out. We may hit that moment briefly, but someone may have a dream about, like I had a, a gentleman who cried because he was thinking about a dream about his wife who passed away. And I, I handled it delicately. I saw him starting to tear up. I said, thank you for sharing this dream with me. It's a beautiful dream. Uh, you know, thank you for sharing with all this room. We're all going to give you a round of applause. And, 
you know, I went off mic and I said to the woman who booked the event, I said, could you just go back and make sure he's okay? And she came up and said, yeah, he's fine. He says, thank you. And so, okay, good. And I'm moving on with the show. And later on, I, I pick another dream. And this person's dream is they were walking naked down the middle of the street, which got a huge laugh, you know? So I, I kind of like the... You know, the, 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 and we were able to do that in a way that it wouldn't have happened if it were, again, one of those more traditional medium mystic yeah, yeah. performances and so forth. So, yeah, so I've, I mean, I have had people message me them. I do track my dreams. My dreams do come true in weird roundabout ways sometimes. Like I had a dream Donald Trump was trying to break into the White House in 2015. and We all know how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, my, my, most accurate hit was sometimes they're symbolic like i had a dream of again with donald trump this was during the election that year of uh his face was on a field of pumpkins and like two days later the phrase trumpkins was trending on yeah. twitter because people were carving donald trump yeah. faces and pumpkins so trumpkins was doing that and then i dreamt uh that a new planet was discovered on new year's day in 2016 and less than three weeks later nasa confirmed that they discovered a new planet uh, just on the edges of our solar system. And so I've, some of them have been more symbolic, for sure, but some of them mm. have been more spot on. I still share them on social media because it's fun, and sometimes they do hit, but it's not at the point where it's like, yes, I when I have a dream, it's going to happen this you're, way. Every you're not Nostradamus time, just sure. yet. Yeah, not not quite yet. You'll know when that happens, because I'll just predict the lottery, you'll see me in the news, and then you'll never <laughs> see me. <laughs> Now, that is a point. Is there no way of using your skill to predict a couple of lottery numbers? Uh, so, long answer, short answer, no. Long answer, I more read people. Okay. Um, like, I do a lot of, I do some, like, no BS, I do some energy work. I've done research on psychometry, and, you know, I meditate, I ground, and yeah. all that stuff. And some people, some people even, like, uh, you know, kind of roll their eyes at that, even in, you know, an industry like mine. But I genuinely do. I consider myself to be a spiritual person, not a religious person. Uh, that's just me personally. Uh, but it's just, you know, prognostication is not really a gift. I can definitely, like, have hunches about people, like, oh, that person's... Like, when I'm in a show and I show up at a banquet hall and people are laughing and drinking beforehand and a woman just has, like, an obnoxious laugh and it's all over the place, I'm going to be psychic to know, like, oh, she's going to be a problem. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. That's a form of prognostication for sure. I've done I've done some work. I've tried some scrying with, uh, with a crystal ball. Uh, there was a local uh, girl in my area who was on American Idol, and I it didn't, it didn't say she... It, it did say that she wouldn't win, which I didn't tell people. I said it wasn't clear if she was going to win or not. But <laughs> I did say, and I'm, I'm going to call this, uh, not just because I saw Crystal Ball, because, but because she's this stinking talented. I do think she's going to go on to sell more albums than any other American Idol uh, winner in the last 10 years. Uh, and I stick by that, and it looks like she's very much on that track for her, even just with uh, the little bit she's putting out now. So... Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I'll occasionally Babe Ruth call my shot on, on certain things, uh, but really it's more about connect. It's more about connecting with people rather than, yeah. you know, making... Sure, I could maybe try some automatic writing, but again, like, we wouldn't know until... That's the other thing with predictions, too, is, like, you never really know after the fact. We all yeah. predict the future. How many times have we gone, oh, I should have gone with my gut instinct, I should have done this, or yeah. I should have gone that way home, or whatever. We do it all the time, it doesn't mean it's going to change the outcome or make it better and all that other stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean. In an ideal world, it'd be lovely. But if I, if I could do it, if, if I do ever do it, you get, you'll you be one of the first to know. I'll, 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 how about that? I'll promise Because I, I would imagine that there would, even if you don't know it, be a part of that to this, an instinct, a gift, a... I don't know. Yeah. I should imagine naturally there would be, whether you knew that or not, I, I, I would imagine. For me, yeah, it feels like, like I, that. I like to think that when we're sleeping, our dreams are processing so much information truly intuitively, so it's just not in the way. And the problem is when we're awake is that we're now trying to add logic to it. And I think that's where 
it's sometimes hard where it's like, and why you get those feelings of deja vu, like, wow, I did have a dream about that. You just couldn't make that connection until uh, now, that you... moment. At least that's that's where I'm feeling now. I mean, who knows? In a hundred years, you know, scientists may have cracked the brain and figured yeah. out like, oh, it's, it like, just go back 150 years. 150 years. Let's just talk about radio. If you told someone you could speak into this little thing, it would transmit your voice into the ether and send it across, you know, the ocean in real time to us. Forget the video. Just that. They would say that's supernatural. They're communicating through the ether. Yeah. But no, we know it's Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and all this other stuff, you know. Um, so who knows? I, I hope. I hope that all my crazy theories in 100 years people go, pfft. He thought it was ghosts. It turned out it was just interdimensional aliens the whole time. Of course. Why would he be so dumb about that? Like, that's, that's nothing. I want nothing more than to be wrong down the line, you know? Uh, so, so that's kind of how I feel about it. This is what we've got now. This is the theory we've got now. But again, we're always learning. We're always growing. And hopefully five years from now we look back and cringe and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I thought that. And I'm not just talking about the paranormal. I'm talking about, you know, just life in general. Just life. Too. Yeah, like, life in general. It, it's a, yeah. Everything it, everything evolves very, very quickly and it changes. And you've got to get with the time sometimes, <laughs> haven't you? And just and just yeah. go with or it. Or just grow as a human just being. Just grow, yeah. People yeah. have been the same person for 25 years. And it's like, that can work, but, like, you can... At least, from my perspective, from what I can tell, the people, at least in my industry, who are the happiest, who've been in it the longest, are the ones who, not even change with the times, just grow into the best versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to, like, put on a stylish jacket and everything just because it's, you know, hip and trendy now. You just have to be true to yourself and your own growth. Uh, the way I, I explain this to some people, because people always ask, does, does everyone have this gift? Is with everyone? And yes, my name is Joe Diamond, so I realize this is a a, a flawed metaphor, but it's, <laughs> it's close. I like to think of all of our spiritual gifts, whatever they may be, whether it's, you know, telepathy, whether it's mediums, whether it's whatever. I like to think of our spiritual gifts or even talents, uh, whether it's, you know, proofreading, writing, acting, whatever, as gemstones. Some are big, some are small. Some come out, you know, really well. Some you got to polish and work a little harder on. And no matter how much you polish and work on your ruby, it's not going to be an emerald. So if yeah. someone else has an emerald, don't try to make your ruby an emerald. Try to make it the best ruby that you have. Mm. Um, you know, that's why I focus so much on people, reading people, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, you know, I, I dip my toe into the, the paranormal with, like, pendulums and those kinds of things. But, like, I don't try to be a medium because that's not my gift. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, and again, you know, I, I, I like to think of myself as a professional mind reader and armchair paranormalist. I, I, I'm fascinated <laughs> by all yeah. this stuff. Like, that's what I do as a living... You know, and I do shows in, like, a haunted mansion and everything, too, and I do that to make a living. But I still have to go out to the company events and, you know, read minds after dinner, and that's fine. I consider that the day job that allows me to do all this weirder stuff, too. So. Yeah, it's it's a gateway for you, isn't it? But yeah. so yep. I, I do want to ask then, and I think you have touched on it, your kind of stance on the paranormal. Are you a believer? I am... I take the Francis Bacon approach. Sir Francis Bacon said, I'm not sure if I believe in ghosts, but I'm terrified of them. Yeah, I can take that. And and I'm not quite terrified, but I'm fascinated. Yeah. Like, if someone sends me a photo, I mean, this is the example I give for people. If someone sends me a photo, and it's saying, oh my god, I got orbs, and it's clearly dust. Mm. Like, and you have to be the person to be like, Hey, yeah. sorry, I think this is dust. Like, it just, oh, it just, oh. But at the same time, you want to be honest and everything else, too. Like, yes, there is that part of me. And I think that that's why I'm drawn to the showbiz side of it, because, rather than the research side of it, because I can play endlessly in, I'm basically making my own horror movies and Twilight Zone episodes that people go through in real life, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. have to worry about, 
you know, scientific accuracy and all this other stuff. I can, I can just play in the drama of it. Uh, that said, I, I do, okay, so the paranormal just means outside of the normal. And if we're looking at that, then yes, absolutely, I believe in things that are outside the normal. I believe in, you know, spirits. I believe in energy. I believe that it may be science that we just don't understand yet. It may just yeah. be its own thing. Whenever I hear someone say, well, there's no scientific evidence for the paranormal, it's like, well, duh. Yeah. If there were scientific mm -hmm. evidence for it, it would cease to be para and just be normal correct and that's so from that standpoint yes there are things outside of the normal and outside of our understanding and i i think and i hope as a human race uh it will definitely be in our lifetime that we have a, a good healthy dose of mystery in our lives i think a lot of people think mystery and, and skepticism are at odds. Like, I have so many people who come to shows like, oh, we brought him. You got to mess with him. He's a skeptic. You have to convince him. He's a, It's like, technically, I'm one, too. Like, I don't, like, I have the ability when I'm hearing a ghost story to be like, yes, this is real. But when I'm doing, like, the actual work to be more skeptical and everything else, of course, I think that's all of us. And I also, I don't always say this, but I always say, no, they're not. If they're doing that, they're a cynic. If they're not a skeptic, how many books on the paranormal have they read? Uh -huh. I have plenty of yeah. friends who are skeptics Absolutely, yeah. who yeah. have read and written books on the paranormal. They're skeptical. No, he's just a cynic. He hasn't done any research. He just yes. goes, ah, ghosts, that's nothing. Never had an experience, has never looked into it. And, and actually, so, that's the absolute difference, isn't it? And I've spoken to many people, and they have no idea, no clue. Like you say, they haven't read a book. They've never searched anything. They say, oh, it's all bollocks or whatever and you yeah. and you say well, well what have you and they say nothing i'm like well you you're not educated on the subject so don't talk to me about it then i'm not going to go into a brain surgeon and say right i'll tell you how to yeah. that brain works because i'm not qualified in brain surgery yeah exactly and the other aspect of it too is like just going back to the francis bacon quote again i don't know if the actual paranormal you know what it is like that's the other thing too i try to point out when someone says oh it's just our minds or our imaginations making the patterns and doing this and all this other stuff and it's coincidences and fine so if you're telling me every single paranormal encounter was created by from the dawn of time was created yeah. by someone's own imagination and our own brains doing all this then our brains are amazing exactly that is just as incredible as if there are actually ghosts. And also multiple uh, people seeing the same vision at the same time. So they must be bloody... Yeah. They, their brains yeah, must be completely yeah, wired together. Everyone's then. in tune and yeah, stuff. Yeah, everyone's so. in tune. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think... I mean, I think we all have things we believe in and we all have things yeah. we roll our eyes at. Um, and for everyone, it's different things. I try to be... I try to be very open and I try to learn as much as possible. Um, I, I do. And again, like in my shows, I try to give, whether people believe it or not, I try to give them that feeling of it, that same feeling mm -hmm. I get when I walk into a, you know, a haunted location or when I find a piece of history and it's like, oh my God, well, if that's true, then it must mean this. I want to give, or when you watch the Twilight Zone and go, oh my God, it's a cookbook. You know, all that moment where the hair stands on the back of your arm like that, that's what I'm chasing. That's what I believe yeah. in, whether it's, you know, whether it's from ghosts or an episode of the Twilight Zone. I think the feeling of the paranormal, the feeling of mystery that it's it's what makes us human everyone you know, needs I mean, a bit of mystery in their life yes oh yeah i mean i mean even if all the problems in the world were solved tomorrow there was world hung world hunger was solved covid was gone all of, there'd still be a huge amount of mystery yeah, a lot of people yeah. Think mysteries are just problems that need to be solved and i think they just need to be experienced uh by everyone and you know what and then that way whatever you come up with if you do decide after doing that that research and looking at me you know, i don't think it's ghosts you know then at least those thoughts are your own and but not the problem is i think even <clears throat> even if people have done research and everything it's not the same as when you physically see a ghost yourself or physically when sure. you know 100% not everyone is going to experience it and not everyone does i mean it's actually quite rare to actually see a full-blown apparition a ghost 
I mean, I know investigators sure. that have investigated for 40 years and never actually seen one. They've had lots of other experiences. Ghosts are quite rare to see. So I think um, for people that have never had those well, first-hand experiences, they're probably not going to be convinced, maybe. Go, going back going back to the, the lottery thing, it's like, you hear all these stories of people winning the lottery. Well, I bought a ticket. I did it five times. Nothing. Exactly. I ran the yeah. same. I, I ran a very scientific test. I ran the numbers. Every I did the same five numbers five times. And did, well, yeah, because it is a rare occurrence. I mean, again, if it were scientific, it would not be paranormal. And I think so many people are just, just get you know stuck in their own heads with this type of stuff. And I think that's a good thing. Mystery can kind of break us out of that and open us up to to new ideas and and growth. And I think that's why certain people in positions of power are scared of mystery. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think um, I've got a couple of dreams here. I know we've kind of we've Perfect. steered right off on a tangent, haven't we? Yeah. No. No. That's fine. I'm. I'm so um, I'm, I love tangents, but like, yeah. Let's let's go through some of these dreams. Right, let me yeah. just get it up quickly. And are these from listeners? Are these from friends? Do you know who they're from? So this one, so this one this I'm like... about to read you is a listener. His name's okay, Mark. Great. I don't know a great deal cool. about Mark, but he he's written that's in to us. Uh, so thank you, Mark. If you're out there, I don't thank know you, your last name, your age, where you live. You could be anywhere. Because you didn't give us that information, but we know but, about your dreams. Yes, so I definitely don't have it. No, no, you don't have <laughs> it. If I don't have it, you certainly don't. So yeah. <clears throat> I'll get my best reading voice on. So he has emailed in and he says that he had uh, this dream repeatedly um, uh, as a teenager. So he has said that he wakes up at home and nobody's there so everyone that would normally be in the house has gone and he goes searching for people and he's searching and searching and goes down towards a beach and when he gets down to the beach he can see everybody that he's looking for is there and they're having dinner at the beach and on the beach is a church and a variety of wicker baskets in the distance there's a, a very very big wave that is coming and he runs around and he's telling people, you, you know, you need to go now because there's a wave coming. We have to go. And just before the wave hits, the people come out of the church and start getting inside the baskets. But then says that the wave comes and it just dips in and goes out as a normal wave. And then that's the dream over. Okay. Um... That's quite a lot of description there. It's quite a lot. Yeah, a lot, a it's lot to take in there. Yeah. I have paraphrased so, it for you because it's the, quite no, a long you, email. Thank but... you. I mean, the, the biggest thing, well, well the, one of the hardest things with dreams is to tell people, like, like, condense it down. Like, a lot of people feel they want to share the entire thing. Yeah. Honestly, I really only need about 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, what you gave was perfect. Because, uh, okay, so first off, um, they're in a familiar situation, but okay. So, so first of all, they're at home. Home is our safety net. It's our literal home base. It's where we associate safety and everything else. It's where we feel safe. I think when they're having this, and it's a reoccurring dream, so that means things are happening in their life that they're continually needing to process. So what I would say is that when this dream is occurring, it's usually probably because they are fearful of, you know, maybe not even a family member, a loved one of some kind, getting outside of that comfort zone. They're they're very happy. They're having Thanksgiving dinner on like a beach and everything else, but there's this wave coming and he's clearly worried about it and trying to warn them like, hey, this is a very strong possibility. I think when other people leave the, not even leave the nest, but leave that security, this is a standpoint of, of, of Mark feeling uh, protective of this person for good reason. He, he loves and cares about his family members. He doesn't want to see them hurt. Uh, that's, a, that's all obviously a good thing. So I would say... Find out if uh, Marcus a Pisces too, or at least a water sign, because because yeah, the the big wave, not just water, but a wave is a, is a is a big deal from that too. So Mark, let us know that. But uh, but at the same, and if if you he were here, I would ask him that, and I could yeah, incorporate yeah. that with this, right, give you a little bit more uh, instinct. <clears throat> but um, go go ahead. I've had uh, since childhood a reoccurring dream. It stopped when I was about a teenager, and I had it two or three times a night 
for years and years and years. It was rare that I didn't have the dream. Uh, now, what happened was, it was in the stairs of my house in London, and I was standing at the top of the stairs. So I was then four years old. So I can see the wallpaper and everything. I know I'm at the top of the stairs. I fall down the stairs, then there's no stairs. I'm just falling, 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 falling. And in my dream, my heart's going over and over, like I'm actually really falling. Then a barn owl flies in from the side. I become the barn owl. Uh, the barn owl flight like comes in, gets inside me, merges with me, and then I fly off and I never hit the bottom. And it's the same dream over and over and over, hundreds, thousands and thousands of times. Okay. Um... Let's dive in. So stairs. Stairs take us to different levels, both up and down. You know, if you are ascending the stairs, that's going to the higher version. You, I think, not to say you were born done or perfect, but I think you were born at a very highly intuitive, like from day one. You were always very highly intuitive, very much at a different level than all the kids. Like, were you the kind of kid that, like, watched other kids play on the playground before you integrated yourself? Because mm. you just wanted to see how they interacted and so forth? Mm. Uh, or were you, like, the kind of person that kind of threw themselves into it? Um, not at a young age, I wouldn't have thrown myself into anything. I would have watched and probably not you, you, wanted So, yeah, to... you would have watched because, yes. again, you're more seeing from that, that different yeah, level. I definitely would have, yeah. the higher point. So, I would say the falling is when you... Uh, you said it was pretty much every night? Uh, sometimes two, three times a night. Wow, okay. This is um, consistent, consistent years and, and it years stopped, and it years. stopped in your late teens. Um, yeah, I th probably early, yeah, I I'd, I'd say teens, yeah. Okay, did it, not to get too, ther too therapy personal, because I'm, I'm not a therapist, and you don't have to share this on a podcast if you don't want to, but would you say that's right around where, like, not even puberty, but, like, when you, like, started dating and started, like, you know... I would say they probably stopped a bit before that. Like, I'd say they stopped a bit before that. Like, right that. before that. Yeah. Okay, so so right around that transitionary period is, mm. is about where that would be. Okay. But they got less over uh, the years. But when I was a child, it was the two, three times a night, every okay. seven nights a week. But they did eventually so, get less and faded, faded out. So I think, I think what this was, was it was literally your discomfort of being at such a different level than all the people around you at your own age. And I think it just felt overwhelming, and that's where the falling came from. But uh, and uh, what what color it's uh, what color is the bird? Uh, the bar now it's um, white and tan. It's got the heart face. You know the owl with the heart okay, face. Okay. Yes. Okay. Got it. Oh. Oh, the heart. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The heart face so, owl. Oh my God. The heart. The soul. And the heart. The soul. The spiritual realm literally is coming in and saving you and merging with you at the end. Okay, all right. Sorry, we don't have those in uh, in my area, so I, I wasn't totally sure. I knew it was a bird, but I wasn't sure what it looked like, but if it's the kind that has the heart. Okay, so yeah, so literally the heart and soul and, for lack of a better term, your interest in the spiritual realm literally saves you from hitting the bottoms, literally saves you from hitting your own rock bottom, literally saves you from not growing and keeps you literally afloat as you continue to grow. Because let's face it, if you want to be into, I mean, growing up is hard enough. If you're into all this stuff, like, I got picked on, I got made fun of, I got told by my parents, like, hey, you know, be careful with this, you know, magic stuff, the devil I mean, can use it as a way in, and it's like, I just want to do it more now. So so literally, I think it was this spiritual path that you, you are on I mean, now, I was seeing ghosts from a very young age. And um, I was aware of everything from a very age. And the way I, if I was to interpret it myself, as an adult, I looked back and thought, I wonder if the, the barn owl was my, my spirit animal that would come in, because I would turn into the barn owl. And I know it definitely saved me because I never hit the bottom. And I always related the barn owl. Now, now of course, now the barn owl is my favorite animal on the planet. I adore the barn owl yeah. because it saved me so, so, so many times. But now I think it must be my, my one of my spirit guides, Bar now. Well, that's what Joe's kind of touched at. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. The spirit yeah. saved that me, yeah. kind of oh, real. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. your spirit animal, whether it's a spirit well, guide, and, and like, whether it's just just for example. Well, let me let me be clear about this too. Like 
I really try to make sure, like, a, a big dream that comes up a lot is a dream of a loved one who's passed away. Mm. And there are people who believe that that is that person's spirit visiting them. Yeah. Some people believe it's just our brain remembering them. And either way, I don't, like, I don't know for sure if it's one way or another. I, I don't want to say buzz. it's for sure one or the other. And also, I don't want to uh, remove any, you know meaning for that person because some that people said, find a lot of comfort in it don't they and yeah oh yeah absolutely that said with something like this and you're you're i mean we're on the haunted podcast we're all spooky you know paranormal people and everything like i mean seriously we're all very spiritual people of course so um so yeah so ob so obviously from that standpoint this is definitely a the fact that it merges with you too. I find mm. very it doesn't catch you. Yeah, no, I turned into it, you. and then I flapped my yes. wings and I flapped off through through mm. the owl's eyes. I then Vanessa wasn't anymore, and I was an owl and, and flew away. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So it uh, yeah it uh, yeah it's truly. I mean, yeah. It's it's the thing I like about the stream too is like it's very. There are some dreams I can just picture myself. Like, I can see, like, the narrow, you know, wood stairs, the pictures mm. on the walls. When when you're telling me that story, I can just, like, instantly feel myself in it, for sure. Um, the other thing I would say, too, is... Again, like, instinctually, and again, you had it over and over, so it stayed very brief. It's very... Uh, uh, had its own level of brevity to it. But I think, too, I think the more you came into your own, I think also probably the more comfortable you got seeing ghosts and everything, yeah. like you said, is, yeah, the, the less and less it happened, yeah. the less you had, like, because there's the other aspect, too. It's like people don't believe you and think you're making it up for attention, or mm. they do believe you and might say it's evil or wrong and there's something wrong with you. And, yeah. you know, neither of those sides are good. And I would say, like, the the more and more that lessened and lessened as you got older and the more you kind of came into your own spiritual being, uh, the more you became that highest version of yourself and, and just kind of became, you know, I mean, they say mediums are between this world and the next. So the fact that you literally merged, you weren't just, you know, saved by it or grabbed it and, you know, remained it. You became part of it yeah. literally between this world and the next. Oh, that's interesting. I think is a, pretty, thought, a yeah, pretty interesting thing. I never ever thought of it like that. That's really interesting, yeah. That the Yeah, fascinating. Um, now I've got a, maybe for some of the listeners at home that are listening, um, and maybe could do, use a little bit of this for themselves at home. Are there kind of key situations, key imagery that appears a lot um, in dreams and yes. the, the yes. kind of interpretations um, for that. Absolutely. Uh, the biggest one, flying. I mean, flying is like the most common dream for people. Uh, flying, it, uh, obviously I want to know more. When people tell me it's a flying dream, I don't want to hear too much about the flying. I want to know, are they flying through a city? Are they flying through... Uh, you know, the mountains, woods, are they low to the ground? Some people just, you know, fly this far, far off the ground. Some yeah. people fly over water. All that is where we get into it. But as a general state, flying means a new perspective, a different perspective from things is where, the way I see it. Um, that's the other thing, too. I don't, I'll read dream dictionaries and so forth, but I don't think, like, you know, unless it's something that comes up a lot, again, like flying and some of the other ones I talk about, I don't have, like, hard and fast rules. Like, for me, you know, flying through mountains is going to mean something than flying through buildings, you know? So I'm, and of the person, if it's a young kid uh, who just watched Superman for the eighth time. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I think I know what his flying dream means. Well, I've had three people who say, oh, I dreamt about zombies, and I just go... You fall asleep watching uh, The Walking Dead on Netflix, and they're like, how'd you know? It's like, well, I wonder why you're dreaming of zombies every night then. Don't be psychic to make that leap. Uh, so I do think, you know, to, to quote Freud, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Uh, so sometimes, yeah, dreaming about zombies just means you're watching too many zombie movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so there is that. Um, 
so, but yeah, flying almost always means a new perspective on stuff. Uh, if it's water, I see water as like change. Water is very comforting. Uh, I see it, it can be a, a, a solid, a liquid, a gas. It's adaptable. It's all that stuff. It can be calming. It can be a force of nature. So if someone's over it, I'd say they want to, they're trying to get a bigger perspective on the change going on in their life. Is it a small pond? Is it a big ocean? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. But generally flying, new perspective. Uh, 11% of the population uh, apparently dreams in black and white. Oh. And, yeah. uh, and only ever dreams in black and white. Oh. Uh, and this normally is the kind of person who, remember how I talked about before, how, you know, those of us who like to live in the gray, you yeah. know, not so sure. Guess what? It's not the people who literally see the world in black and white. Yes, that's right. Right. Yeah, that's um, I also usually say... Uh, uh, for that, it usually shows progress. It means like their progress is going in the proper direction. If they're having, if it changes, if they dream in color and then they dream in black and white, usually that means that means progress or a change uh, from that standpoint. Because again, I think about it from black and white to color. And yeah, if it's that, yeah. if it's going if it's going that direction or the other, it can mean it can mean progress. Uh, again, all these are in context too. Something sometimes someone will say one thing in the dream if they're talking about. Um, like, for example, something that comes up a lot is, is cars and someone talked about their car and they were driving it, but then suddenly they flew away from the car and the car went on and it's like, oh, well now that means something else, you know, that means, you know, you were on the path of something, but then everyone moved on without you, you know, so, and now that car is, is meant something else. Uh, so I, I, the way I like to think about, uh, tripped over my words there, the way I like to think about it is... I imagine that they've just told me, like, a story or even, like, a parable from the Bible. And then it's my job to say, and the moral of the story is... Ta-da! And from that standpoint, yeah. So that's the way I try to think about it from that standpoint. I try to see it from that metaphor. Uh, and then uh, also uh, something that happens a lot for people, something that's a recurring dream. I actually say it every time in my show just because I know and I want to get it out of the way. I always say, all right, who, who here is thinking about a dream where their teeth are falling out? Uh, that that's actually a very common dream. Yeah, I've heard well, that. Yeah. Usually, usually when you lose your baby teeth, you're leaving behind a part of yourself in order to move forward, in order to become a full fledged adult. So, usually, losing teeth is about leaving something behind in your life in order to literally make room in your life for something new to grow. Uh, and that's something that I find that comes up uh, a lot as well. Yeah, it's a. It, I hear people all the time talk about kind of losing teeth, um, mm. losing hair. Hair, yeah. Um, and I'm assuming it's probably yeah. now, a similar Now, that's kind the thing, of... too. If someone talks about losing their hair and, like, you know, they've got hair like me, you know, that's fine. But if they've got, like, a big, like, wavy hair, you know, like an afro or something like that, that that's going to mean something else, you know? That's definitely going to mean something else. And, that's a, and I suppose um, to say we always, it's all dependent on what, what other aspects there are in the dream because no one's just sat yeah. there with their, just their teeth falling out. They're not just sat there like this. Yeah. You know, well, there's going to be things example, going on. Yeah, another example uh, I like to say for people who read tarot is like, yeah, the the tower can mean one thing when it's went next to one card, but that can take on a whole other context when it's between two others. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, that's yeah. that's the nature of this. You've got the you've got the system, you've got the the groundwork, uh, but you've gotta you've gotta take it take it as it comes in context. Yeah, super. Well, thank let's you. do this. Uh, Card yes. yes, yes, let's finish with the cards. Let's Get your finish 10 with the cards. Uh, playing cards. Right. Now, again, they don't have to be uh, playing cards. They can be tarot cards, Uno cards, whatever you would like. And I'll grab mine out as well. Uh, once you have your 10 cards, just start shuffling them. Just start mixing them up. Now, this is going to be... Uh, I'm going to show you something. The, the audio listeners don't have to worry because I'm sure many of your uh, listeners are familiar with this imagery. It is the Magician card from the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, yep. And this is, big surprise, my favorite tarot card. <laughs> uh, this tarot card is the medium. It's uh, between heaven and earth. One hand pointing towards the heaven, one hand pointing towards the earth, saying, as above, so below. So we'll below. talk more about that in yeah. a moment. That actually comes from the Lord's Prayer. 
on Earth as it is in heaven. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Uh, there's the infinity symbol. There's the four uh, suits on the table. The thing that I noticed about this card a few years ago, not saying I'm the only person to ever notice this, but something that I really took in was that it's not quite clear whether that figure is male or female. It's not even fully clear yeah. what their uh, what their race could be. So I took this as, well, that means it could be anyone. It could be any of us. Any and all of us can be the magician in this card. We've all practiced magical thinking. How many times have we uh, been watching a sport game? The ball's flying through the air, and we're like, come on, a little to the left, a little to the left. Or we're in traffic, and we see the red light going, stay green, stay green. Yeah. You know, we all practice magical thinking. We all wish we had more power and control over the world in our lives. And that's what this magician card represents. And that's what we're going to use our ten cards for. We're going to use these for a ritual to create more power and control in our lives. Perfect. Shuffle the cards once more. Now, if you don't like uh, the term ritual, you may simply call this a program. I stole that line from Doctor Strange, I have to admit it. <laughs> but each of you have your ten cards. Oh, yes. yes. I only did one lot. Right. Sorry. Okay. Okay, that's okay. Now, if you just have index cards, if someone listening just has index cards, grab a pen. Uh, if you've got Uno cards or whatever, mix the, make business cards, uh, you know, whatever. Make sure they're all facing one way, uh, you know, baseball cards. Uh, backs facing up, faces pointed down. Yep. Is there anything I can know about the ten cards in your hand? The, 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 they're probably red and black. <laughs> Red and black. I know that. There's one other thing I know. I know you have ten of them. And you've got, yes. yes. So I don't even want to know that. So get rid of some cards. Now, don't get rid of one. Get rid of at least two. Make it a little harder. But at the same time, don't get rid of too many. You'll need at least, like, four cards left in your hand to work with. Otherwise, it just won't be impressive. So get rid of some cards. Take them off. Set them off to the side. So that way you've got some cards left in your hand. You can give the cards left in your hand one more mix if you'd like. When you're done mixing, take a look at your bottom card and remember it. Uh, for the two of you, don't show it to the person next to you because I don't want you to try to remember each other's. Yeah, if you have a camera phone nearby, you can snap a photo of it or write it down. Uh, if someone's listening and they're just using like index cards or business cards, take that pen and draw an X on the bottom card. If it's an Uno card or tarot cards, just remember what it is. Once you remember what it is, hold the cards again face down in your hand and we'll be ready to begin. All right. We're going to cast a spell. We're going to spell the word magician, just like at the bottom of that tarot card. So take the top card, don't look at it, hold it in front of you, and out loud say the letter M. 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 That's the first letter of the word magician. Put it on the bottom. Very good. The bottom of take the, the next card. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 put it on the bottom. Take the new top card, hold it in front of you, and say A. A. And put that on the bottom. Keep going, spelling the word magician. G. On bottom, new top card. I. We're going to learn about her spelling now, aren't we? Next is C. 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 Next is another I. I. Next is another A. A. On bottom, and finally N. N. Put it on the bottom. All right. We have one more ritual to do. I mentioned earlier how the magician has one hand pointed towards the heaven, one hand pointed towards the earth. He or she is saying, as above, so below. So take your top card, hold it above your head, and say, as above. As, as above. above. Deal it to the table. Now take the new top card and move it to the bottom like we did earlier with those other yeah. cards and say, so below. So, so below. below. Perfect. Do it again. As above. As, as above. above. Deal it down. Move the new so, top card to the bottom so and say, so, so below. below. Keep doing that until you're down to one card in your hand. Don't look at any of that. As above. As above. So, so below. below. As above, as above, so below. So Keep going until you're down to one as card. As Don't above. look at it. It's bad so luck. Below. Just hold that last card as between above. your hands like this. So and below. you had a different number so of cards, so each of you are uh, done at different times. Uh, the people listening should all be done now. Now we're going to finish by saying some of the most profound magic words we'll ever say. Abracadabra. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's actually a combination of Hebrew and Aramaic. It means I create as I speak. 
Oh, uh, this one is even older. It's from my mentor I mentioned earlier, Eugene Berger. Uh, I won't bore you with the uh, original language. Here's the English tra translation. Repeat after me. I give myself permission to be powerful. I give, I give myself, myself permission, permission to be powerful. It's kind of weird to say during a lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that means it's working. Take a look. You should be holding your card in your hand. Oh, oh my God. Yay. Cards and all your listeners should also be holding their card what in their hand. Well, what happened to it? It was on the bloody table. <laughs> you've done extra magic. That's what you've done. Wow. Very good. If, if someone's if someone's listening and it didn't work, just rewind and try it again. It'll work the second time, I promise. Uh, and you may keep that card as a good luck charm and use it to go forth and continue to accomplish the impossible in your life. Yes. Thank you. That's the Fantastic. one. Thank you, Joe. That was... We've Thank been, you we've so really, much. We've enjoyed it. We've really enjoyed it. You've been Thank very you. insightful. Thank you. Thank Thank um, you. So just for all the listeners and stuff, so you all remember that we are going to be posting uh, the link to Joe's website onto the episode description. I'll post um, his social media and stuff as well, so you can go and check it out. He has like you you post loads of stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm on I'm on Instagram and all the social medias at Joe Diamond Live. Um, unfortunately, Facebook uh, doesn't let you add any more friends after 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. um, that said, I do have a Facebook uh, group. Um, it's called uh, Joe Diamond's uh, Mystic Circle. Oh, goodness. Uh, if you want to look that up. There's also the Joe Diamond Inner Circle, if you want to look up each of those. Uh, each one is for, uh, for different stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you know there is one security question, get into one of them. Um, and it's an easy Google search if someone wants to get into it. Mystic Circle is more for people who are more mystically inclined. If you just want to know more about, like, shows and tickets and everything like that, Brilliant, uh, yeah. the Inner Circle is the, uh, is the better thing. And I've got a Facebook page, too, and I'm always posting on there, And, and definitely, listeners, give this guy a, a Google. Facebook group. It definitely, but, listeners, but yeah, give but, this guy a Google because he has... Um, yeah. I've, I Googled him. Uh, Freddie's obviously spoke to him before, done some you. more research on him, but he's absolutely fantastic, this fella. So definitely, please take, yeah, take your got, time uh, out. I, you know, I've, and on my website, there's TV appearances, my coast to coast appearance. It's all at joediamondlive.com. And that's where I'm always posting, you know, ticketing and such as well. So. Perfect. Thank, yeah. This was so much fun. Thank you so no, much. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sacrificing you, an hour and coming to speak to us and doing I all appreciate you. it doing your bits and bobs for us so um like i said guys please 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 check out the website that's going to be in the episode description uh again follow all of his social medias it's at joe diamond live i'll post it all in the episode description so if you still can't remember after me saying it to you three times and joe saying it to you twice <laughs> then it's still there for just you click, to read just scroll down and just click. scroll down and click that's all i ask you to do all of our um socials are on there as well please guys please follow us there um i did set up a tiktok you can go watch it uh, as well now i'm i'm quite big on tiktok at the minute and that is literally just the Haunted Podcast. I post nothing to do with us. I just find some weird and wonderful videos online um, that I think are... Haunted videos, of course. Yeah, a little bit mm, make me question and go, mm, what was that? So check that out, guys. Uh, we will be back next week, as always. But Thank you, Joe, so much. Thank you, Joe. You've been an absolute pleasure. So and much. hopefully we'll have you on again soon and we'll talk to you again. Yes, absolutely. So hopefully this won't be our only time. If you can fit us in again. Yeah, the, the answer is yes, if you want to have well, me on Thank again. you. I'm Happy this days. This was a blast. Thank you. Good, good, good. So, um, yes, guys, and with that, uh, be good, be safe, be honest, and have a blessed week. Bye. Ciao for now.